0: And for your life? you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier and wealthier while having more fun every day?
1: Hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity and coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we hope to catapult you to the stars. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. You can visit Be The Star You Are at BeTheStarYouAre.org or BTSYA.org, and it is uh, the season of giving, so consider making a donation. Well, I have been uh, asked to begin reading chapters from my award-winning book, "Be the Star You Are: 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference," and I haven't done it, and so today is the day we're going to. Dive right in and uh, start at the beginning of the book, and I just want to say that this is my heart book. Uh, This book, I feel like it was divinely inspired, and I'm very, very proud of it. So without further ado, I am Cynthia Bryan. I am the author of the award-winning book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, and the foreword is by Bernie Siegel. This this is the foreword that Bernie has uh, written. This book contains much wisdom. I recommend everyone read it because most of us are not truly educated about how to deal with life's difficulties. Unfortunately, the majority of people learn from their losses, illnesses, tragedies, and not from their parents, teachers, or religions. So read this book and you will become strong enough to not break under life's pressures. I have written a book called Prescriptions for Living, and I made a comment in it that I must also make about this book. There is nothing new in it. That is a compliment, not a criticism. I didn't say anything was missing. I said it contained nothing new. I say this because this book contains the wisdom of the sages. The age-old messages and themes that can lead us to heal our lives are contained here. But rather than centuries-old myths and parables you may have trouble understanding, you will find modern stories and events that are easy to learn from and apply to your life. Read on and learn, as I have, that there are paths to wholeness that you can be guided to by others. If you have a skilled coach, the lessons don't have to be painful. You do, however, have to show up for practice. Every performer who becomes a star knows that. As Lily Tomlin says, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. The book shares many gifts with you. For many of us, life seems devoid of gifts, but you'll begin to find them in your life when someone is there to point them out. As Cynthia Bryan tells us, we are all stars made in God's likeness. The guilt, shame, and blame most of us grow up with come from those we meet after we are born. Let this book and Cynthia's words heal those wounds and help you to see you are a star and a child of God. Let this book do for you what the ugly ducking had to do for himself. Let it reflect your beauty. I often ask people how they would introduce themselves to God. What would you say now? Ask yourself the same question when you're done reading Cynthia's book. We all have choices and need to know how to make the wise choices for ourselves and our lives. We need to learn how to live unique and authentic lives. Cynthia Bryan will help you find your path and way through life. She is what we all need, an excellent guide and coach. Each one of us is an actor. Studies show our body chemistry is altered by the role we choose to play. Let Cynthia be your acting coach so your life is filled with joy and love and nourishes and supports your body and your ability to heal. You have a lifetime to rehearse, so read on and get started now. For years, I've entitled my workshops, The Art of Healing, a term Cynthia uses also, and it is what you will learn in this book. The stories will teach you about acceptance and the importance of connection, the role animals and children play in our lives and what they can teach us. You will learn that we prepare our futures unconsciously and consciously. Reading Be The Star You Are will change your future as you choose to live a healthier, more empowered life. You will learn that decisions should not be based upon what you think, but what you feel. Listen to your body and live your life. You are not put here to live other people's choices and lose your life, but to follow your path and feel the joy of the day as you contribute in your unique way to the world. A nice byproduct will be a longer, healthier life. I don't want to rewrite the book in this forward, which would be so easy for me to do because I agree with it. So I'm going to stop here. The greatest compliment I can give any book is to say that it made me laugh and it made me cry. When I am touched in that way, I know I am reading the truth and it has affected me. This book, Be the Star You Are, did both, which is why I am recommending it writing a foreword for it, and hoping you will all read it and learn from it about life's great truths. Remember, you are a blank canvas, so get to work and create a living masterpiece yourself. Dr. Bernie Siegel. And that was his foreword. And this is the introduction to the 99 gifts by Cynthia Bryan. You were not created equal, and you wouldn't want to be. You are something far better than equal. You are unique. No one has ever walked the earth with your exact combination of inborn and acquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, foibles, talents, frailties, and experiences. The synergy of all these forces is what makes you strictly one of a kind and original. And this mixture is the source of your power, providing all the raw materials you need to become a star. I challenge you to become the star you already are. This book will make you aware of the many gifts you now possess. I won't promise you that living the life you've always dreamed of is easy. In fact, it can be darn hard work. But this book is chock full of the possibilities already within your grasp, offered to you in the form of personal anecdotes, useful tips, and stimulating exercises. Use it as your roadmap. Some of my stories and commentary will be unexpected, out of the ordinary, and definitely different. When you do the accompanying exercises, use your imagination, open your heart and mind, and express yourself. My purpose is to expose you to the myriad ways you can become your best self while discovering and enjoying your star power. I'll provide the guidance. You provide the guts. Together, we'll discover the gifts. My own experiences have given me the skills to help you discover and focus your distinctive abilities. Personally, I am a woman, a wife, a mother, a lover, an animal aficionado, a world traveler, a master gardener, and chief cook and bottle washer. Professionally, I've been in the entertainment industry as an actor, model, producer, writer, director, casting director, consultant, coach and mother of children working in show business. I also host two national cable television series, Star Style Live Your Dreams, which is about following your heart and pursuing your passion, and Star Style the business of show business, how to get going and stay going and acting and modeling while avoiding the scams. I created these shows and my weekly radio show, Star Style Be the Star You Are, because I feel it is important to provide role models and help people live more meaningful business and personal lives. Coaching children and acting is another of my specialties. My aim has always been to encourage, inspire, motivate, and protect these imaginative young beings placed in my care. Their innate spontaneity and sense of self-worth constantly amaze and impress me. If only we could find a way to keep this energy as adults, I thought. So I devised a way for my adult acting students to regain this vital exuberance. So what does acting have to do with everyday life? Well, everything. Acting reflects life, and life is reflected in acting. The same techniques and exercises that I use to teach acting and self-esteem are useful for anyone in almost any situation. My background and training are in acting, but my life experiences are what make me an authority to write about identifying and developing your star qualities. I have made mistakes, endured failures, and suffered rejections. But each time I fell down, I got back up, learned my lesson, and transformed that lesson into a gift. These gifts can help you increase joy, peace, love, harmony, and success in your own life. Happiness and success depend on your determination and dedication to create your own present and future. I come from a long line of hardworking farmers and grew up a goal-oriented, hardworking superachiever who honors every scar and every ac- accomplishment. With five mouths to feed, my parents couldn't afford to buy us new clothes for high school or offer us a college education. We had to figure out our own strategies for achieving our dreams. From age 9 to 18, I carefully saved every penny I earned from raising chickens and selling their eggs for 30 to 50 cents a dozen to finance my college degrees. I worked as a field laborer for neighboring farmers, picking and cutting fruit. This paid 20 cents for each 50-pound box. My grandparents bought me a sewing machine when I was a child, which I still use regularly. And I learned to sew, making all my own clothes and most of our household furnishings until well into my adult years. When I first wanted to travel, I worked for the airlines so that I could get passes or I sought out discount coupons. Where there is a will, there is a way, and I've always had that will. I'm proud of my upbringing, and I'm glad I had to earn my way in the world. It was an investment in the ethics of work. It feels good to look back and know that I am where I am today because of the choices I made throughout a lifetime. We each design our own lifestyles. Although most of the self-help books on the market today tout the message that if one is on his or her path, the road should be easy. (laughs) I heartily disagree. Living the dream, becoming successful, and building integrity means you show up and are willing to put in the time, energy, effort, and hard work necessary to achieve your goals i've had some extraordinary experiences met incredible people found myself in exotic lands for little or no cost and enjoyed amazing opportunities all because i was willing to take risks ask questions fall down make mistakes and follow through on promises and you can do it too one tool that has helped me immensely that i use in my acting classes is storytelling. Storytelling is as old as humankind and a strong tradition in my large Italian family. I've always felt that I learned more swiftly and easily by listening to true tales of trailblazers. So my instruction method is to teach by sharing examples of my real life experiences. Throughout the ages, wise storytellers have reawakened the inner spirits of their listeners and inspired them to explore new territories. Stories allow us to dream and to give us the courage to act upon our dreams. Stories help us discover and remember meaningful information. A story informs us by synthesizing complex issues, ambiguous situations, and opposing forces. Stories can challenge conventional wisdom, showing us people who deviate from traditional practices and produce breakthrough results. My goal is to offer you tantalizing new possibilities for excellence through the stories in this book. The stories are all true. They happened to me, my family, or my good friends. Through these experiences, good, bad, sad, or exalting, we learned a lesson in living. My hope is that these stories won't end with a telling, but will inspire your own ideas and insights So you go on to live your own stories based on your unique gifts. It doesn't matter whether your stories come from growing up in a loving family or from a difficult childhood. Today, you are taking a giant step toward creating positive life experiences because you are now the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. You can live your dreams. We have been told that we are created in the image and likeness of God. God is great. God is magnificent. And therefore, we are great and magnificent. We are worthy. We are enough. We are all stars. So let's get started. The future stars in all my acting classes must agree to follow three simple rules. They are mandatory. I also insist that you, my readers, abide by them. You still here? Okay. The three rules for being a star and living your dream. Number one, you must smile. Number two, you must have fun. And number three, you must be willing to be wild and crazy. That's it. Those are my rules. Not hard to obey if you have the guts to stretch, reach out, and risk making a fool of yourself. That's exactly what you must do to find your inner fire and live your dreams. When you follow these three rules, you'll encounter a new, more authentic you. You'll be real, listening to your heart and following your inner wisdom to success. How, you may ask, will these rules help me be the star that I am or want to be? Very simply, smile. When you smile, it's difficult to be sad. When you're smiling, the little things in life won't get you down for long. A smile brightens the lives of those you meet and their joy bounces right back to you. A smile helps you see the world in a positive light, which increases your enthusiasm and creativity. A smile exudes confidence and helps you deflect negative interactions. Have fun. Every moment is more satisfying when you decide to be playful. Having fun is adjusting your attitude so even life's emergencies can be met with grace and be seen in perspective. If you choose to be in a good mood and laugh at life, you'll go with the flow and live in the moment more frequently without being flustered or bothered by any curveballs thrown at you. Be wild and crazy. Well, this is the most important rule, the one that can make all the difference between living Thoreau's life of quiet desperation or becoming the star you already are. Being wild and crazy means taking measured risks and putting yourself in potentially uncomfortable situations that may be beneficial. Ask for what you want and don't be afraid to fail, knowing that your biggest failure may lead to your greatest success. Learn to laugh at yourself and stretch beyond your wildest imagination. Stop playing it safe and strive for excellence. Do the unexpected, reaching for the stars and expecting to land on them. With these three important mandatory rules, you're ready for the journey to your best you. Do you dare to accept? All right, on the night. There is a saying in show business often heard after a disastrous dress rehearsal, and that is, it will be all right on the night. The comforting idea is that you've already gotten past every catastrophe that could happen so that the actual performance will be flawless. Well, life is our performance. Unfortunately, it offers no dress rehearsals. You're on stage all the time. No stopping and starting over. You can improve greatly over time, but you get just one shot at each scene. So you want your performance to be as excellent as possible. You want to be the star of your own production. Fortunately, although life comes without dress rehearsals, it does offer many opportunities for preparation. Stanislavsky, the Russian theatrical genius, wrote a classic actor's handbook called An Actor Prepares. Stanislavsky's system is based on the art of living every moment of a part, seeking truth, dignity, and style in acting, while appreciating the quality of the play itself understanding the intentions of the author and director, and interpreting the intentions of fellow actors. Can you think of a better description of life? So my book is about preparing you to star in your own life while igniting the flame that is already inside you. It's my version of the Stanislavski system for living authentically. My aim, as always, is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. You are one of a kind. You are you. You have the power to love yourself and become the person you want to be. You're ready to become the star of your own life when you recognize, use, and enhance your God-given gifts. So start anywhere. In fact, I encourage you to open the book wherever it falls and know that what you read there is meant for you today. You'll find 99 lessons that I call gifts, informative, inspirational, funny, each with a practical Playful preparation exercise. Use what works for you and incorporate it into your life. This book is like having me as your personal growth coach anytime, anywhere. So go ahead, try it. You won't be disappointed. Lights, camera, action. And when we come back from break, we will start with the gift of abundance from the book Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network.
0: Be the star you are.
1: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling
1: out. Well, appreciation as always for staying with me. You're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I'm reading to you from the book Be the Star You Are 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference by Cynthia Bryan. This is The Gift of Abundance. I grew up on a farm, the eldest of five children. Our parents taught us certain values. Hard work, loyalty to family and friends, responsibility, and keeping your word. We learned to be independent and self-sufficient. Although we had few possessions and even less money, we were content in our simple, natural surroundings. I can't imagine a better upbringing for a child. Our playground was vineyards, hills, and dales. Our companions were horses, cows, sheep, chickens, ducks, rabbits, dogs, and cats. As we hiked the mountains and paddled the creeks, we pretended we were explorers discovering new worlds. We had caves to hide in. The mustard fields were our dollhouses. We drove tractors, plowed fields, and picked fruit until our hands were raw. The nearest neighbor children lived two miles away, so our life was mostly within our family. Every season brought new adventures and excitement preparing the vegetable garden in spring, going on camping trips in the summer, hay rides and harvest festivals in the fall, and enjoying the warming fires and holiday magic of winter. Life on the farm was fun, challenging, hard work, and full of promise. We didn't have fancy clothes, a pair of Levi's, a pair of boots, a couple of shirts, a school uniform, and a good Sunday church outfit. Twice a year at Christmas and Easter, Our Auntie Cleo would take us shopping and buy us a new outfit. These were thrilling excursions. I learned to sew in high school so I could have a bigger wardrobe. And since I was the oldest, my sisters inherited my hand-me-downs. We always felt a sense of abundance, surrounded by delicious homegrown food and a close-knit family, plenty of trees and land to roam. And we were really, truly rich in spirit, if not in money. From my first awareness, I knew I was important. I grew up believing that I had the power to achieve anything I ever wanted, as long as I was willing to work diligently to get it. It never occurred to me that I could or should be handed something free simply because I wanted it. Yes, I am definitely an optimist. My glass is always half full, even when it's filled with bitter medicine. My life has been a rose garden, albeit with lots of thorns and tragedies. As a child, I almost died of encephalitis. My Many people I have loved died at early ages from accidents or illnesses. My youngest brother was crushed by an overturned tractor when he was 16. My gentle grandfather was killed while mowing his lawn when an elm tree inexplicably toppled over on a windless day. And my dad, who is my hero, died after battling a rare cancer just after he retired. Because of these experiences and many more, I have learned that our greatest failing is not to take action, not to sing our song. I admit that living expansively and exuberantly isn't always easy. Sorrow and pain make us want to contract and withdraw, not expand and excel. We live well only when we embrace this paradox. The very fragility, the pathos, the unpredictability of life makes every moment precious. My aim is to persuade, push, and compel you to live every minute fully and consciously. We never know how many chances we'll have to get it right. Life is finite. If I'm driven in my mission, it's because of my own agony in dealing with loss. What I've learned is that pain, suffering, emptiness, and loneliness are an important part of the human experience. Everyone. Rich or poor, weak or powerful, endures these emotions. We are here on earth to learn, to laugh, to cry, to feel, to love, to have pain, to be. Most important, we are here to live and make a difference. Part of getting it right is getting it wrong. We are not the same, but we are all one. Abundance is not about acquiring a luxury house, a fancy car, expensive clothes, and a jet-set lifestyle. Abundance is about feeling that there's enough in life for everyone. My early years taught me that a sense of abundance goes far beyond material things. It spans our spiritual life, emotional stability, intellectual stimulation, and physical closeness to the earth. Having abundance means having fresh air to breathe, clean water to drink, food in our stomachs, a roof overhead, somewhere to walk and feel the beauty of nature. Someone to love and someone who loves you in return. Laughter, learning, and the wealth of health. As children, we were taught to be happy for another's success and to believe that there is abundance in all things. If someone else can achieve greatness, so can I. So can you. We are rarely lacking in abundance, just the ability to understand the meaning of simple abundance. The world is a place of emotional and spiritual plenty. Abundanza, as my mother always said in Italian, notice and be grateful for everything you have. Abundance is everyone, everywhere, everything. And the exercise for the gift of abundance is called Abundanza. Shut your eyes, imagine in vivid detail everything you feel you really need to have to have a fulfilled life. Your list will be unique to you, but it may include loving relationships, children, animals, a home, food on the table, clothing, a car, enjoyable work, and so forth. Now, once you see yourself surrounded by everything you need, add some of the things you want. Open your eyes, get out your pen, and make three columns what I need, what I want, and what I have. And then every day, write down the things that give you thanks for sunrises, beautiful gardens, a pillow to lay your head on. Recognize the abundance around you. Tell yourself frequently, I have abundance in all things. There is enough to go around. Then work hard, dream hard, laugh hard, live abundantly. The Gift of Acceptance My husband is never on time. No matter what time he says he will meet me, he's always at least a half an hour late. When we were first married and I was happily playing the role of a dutiful housefrau, he would call to say he was on his way home and to have dinner waiting. Three hours later, when the meal was inedible, he'd arrive. Because of his tardiness, we missed appointments, planes, and dinner parties. People commented negatively about our behavior. I'm punctual by nature, and I hated my husband's excuses. My emotions ranged from hurt to frustration, anger, and disbelief each time he'd promised to do better. Of course, I thought I could change him. I thought if he really, really loved me, he would change and do what I wished he would do, which was just to be on time. Arguments were frequent. Finally, I realized that if we were to remain married, I would need to find a way to accept his behavior. Without condoning his lateness, I decided to accept it. He would change only when he chose to change, not through anything that I could or would do. Nevertheless, the kids and I decided to try one more idea. We gave him a clock engraved with the words, On Time, Brian! We thought that a positive reinforcement might be more effective than constantly haranguing him about being late. That same day, I began driving my own car to events so that I'd arrive on time. I no longer nag. He alone must accept the consequences of his lateness. As soon as I accepted his lateness and got on with my own plans on my own schedule, his lateness diminished. We've been married a long time now, and acceptance is one of the keys to our survival. I realized that I needed not only to accept him the way he is, but to accept my response to his actions. Self-acceptance is as difficult as accepting another person. It was necessary to see for me how my negative reactions to his lightness could ruin an evening or a trip altogether. Because I am usually a prompt person, I took the position that prompt was the right way to be and expected everyone else to follow suit. The secret is in accepting both the positive and negative attributes of ourselves and others while we strive for improvement. He and I both contributed to the problem while undermining our joy until we both took full responsibility for our own actions, our reactions, and our interactions. Acceptance facilitated change. Acceptance is about doing the best you can in the situation you are in with the skills you possess. Self accepting people are empowered to be honest and sincere, they do not fear that someone will discover their flaws because they acknowledge and accept their own flaws. Acceptance is not the same as settling for second best. Acceptance is striving for the best and then not agonizing about the outcome. We can never change other people. We can only change ourselves and our reactions to circumstances. We can learn to accept without necessarily condoning that which we cannot change. Life is never perfect. Many of us are still playing parent tapes long after we have become adults. We still listen to what our parents predicted about our behavior and future. These messages were not always direct. Children learn by seeing and feeling. For example, if you noticed a sibling got lavish praise for his or her skill at sports, while you received only modest compliments about good grades or being a talented artist or musician— You might have deduced that sports were more important than academic achievement or creative endeavors. You might have assumed that you and your accomplishments were not as good or as important as your siblings. You made a mental tape about yourself that can replay the rest of your life. Competition and comparison, even unintentional, are deadly games in which everyone loses. Trying to be perfect is setting yourself up for failure. The only perfect being is God. Strive instead for excellence. Enjoy life to the fullest, prudently. When you get in your car, buckle your seatbelt and drive the speed limit. The exercise is improving on imperfection. Acceptance is life 101. Get yourself a notebook or journal. It can be as simple or fancy as you wish. Ask yourself the following questions and record the answers. There are no right or wrong answers, just awareness about who you are and how you can learn the gift of acceptance. And these are the questions to ask yourself. Do I like spending time with myself? In my body, do I feel that I'm in the best shape? Do I accept my imperfections and still try for excellence? Am I seeking knowledge on a daily basis? Do I accept my mistakes, my foibles? Am I learning and growing from them? Or am I beating myself up because I believe I have failed? Do I accept others the way they are, not allowing their idiosyncrasies to color my world? If I was someone else, could I accept me for who I am? True self-acceptance begins with an honest evaluation of our limitations, dreams, and aspirations. We can't change anyone else, only reject or accept their limitations. We can change ourselves after we accept our limitations. And the next chapter is called The Gift of Action. Going into action makes life happen. When my son Justin was 12, he and a few friends at summer camp decided to search for the big swig tree that they had heard about while sitting around the campfire. It was against camp rules to depart from the marked trails, but being young and inquisitive, they did. They trespassed as they went. And sure enough, they found the fabled tree. It stood beside a ravine, an ancient oak with a huge chain dangling from one of its branches. One by one, the kids dragged the chain up the bank and swung out over the ravine. After my son had swung a few times, he handed the chain to the boy behind him. The child ran up the hill and with an exuberant leap swung out over the ravine. There was a loud crack. The limb broke and the boy fell 25 feet onto the rocks below. The others stood frozen in horror. Then they scrambled down the rocks to find him unconscious, bones protruding through his skin, blood everywhere. No one knew what to do, but Justin reacted quickly. He sent the others to get help, and then he stripped off his jacket, wrapped the unconscious boy to keep him warm and prevent shock. He used pressure to stop the bleeding, and as the boy regained consciousness began and began moaning, Justin cradled his head gently, reassuring him. Justin had no formal first aid training, but he had been on several fire calls with my dad's volunteer fire department and had learned what to do in such an emergency. For an hour and a half, he remained calm. When rescue workers arrived, they credited him with saving the boy's life and keeping him from going into shock. During the crisis, Justin went into action as a reaction to circumstances, but he didn't stop there. When he returned from camp, he acted, implementing a CPR and first aid course for kids in our county. He even organized fundraisers to pay the costs. At age 12, he understood that all achievement starts with action. You can dream all you want, talk all you want, write all you want, but until you do something, nothing happens. No one will jump on your bandwagon until you have one rolling. To achieve your dream, you must first dream it, then write the plan, acquire the skills, and go into action. And the exercise is called Lights, Camera, Action. All acting is reacting. For any action, there is an immediate reaction, whether good or bad. Living and acting are the same. Fear keeps people from acting. For this exercise, work with a friend or family member. One person performs an action, for example, like laughing hysterically for no reason or giving a pat on the back. The other reacts to the action without stopping to analyze. Whatever the actor does, the reactor must portray a realistic reaction. How does your partner respond? With what words or body movements? Don't try to be funny. Be honest. Work from the heart. Change positions so each of you experience both the action and reaction. When it's your turn to act, notice what responses your actions get. Are they what you expected? This is a very powerful exercise to help you identify your ability to go into action. Pretend the camera is rolling, the lights are on, and the director has shouted, Action! Tomorrow never comes, so act now. Well, I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I'm reading chapters from the book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And you're listening to me live on the Voice America Network on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have to take a short break, so stay with us. Be the star you
0: are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars. Visit our website at be the to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to PO Box 376-376 Moraga, California, 94556. org Dare to care.
1: Well, we are back. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I am reading to you live from my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. This is the chapter, The Gift of Adventure. I've confronted wild animals in Africa, paddled down the Amazon, hitchhiked through Europe and trekked in Machu Picchu. But the adventure that had the most impact on my life was a simple one. In fact, an experience that most people wouldn't consider an adventure at all. When my daughter, Heather, was four, she required serious surgery. As I prepared her, I explained in simple terms that she and I were about to have an adventure together. We talked about why she needed the surgery, what the anesthesia would be like, how she would feel after the procedure, and how our adventure would unfold. We would camp out in the hospital. We'd read books, sing songs, play, make, believe, tell stories, draw, and paint. And we would be together for every moment of the adventure. While I secretly feared the impending surgery and its outcome, she was looking forward to it as a great experience, counting down the days to our big adventure. We packed up my sleeping bag and pillow, my sweatsuit and office supplies, all the toys, books, and tapes that she enjoyed, and off we went. After we set up our camp in her room, she was wheeled off down the hall for a long, arduous surgery. Although Heather was in pain during her recovery, we turned a difficult time into an exciting, bonding experience. As I had promised, I never left her for the next two weeks except to take a shower in her bathroom. And only then, when someone was by her side, we turned every detail of her recovery into a discovery. We did all the things we had planned, reading, storytelling, playing house, painting, singing, dressing up. We raced down the hallways in her wheelchair. Heather's preschool science teacher, Evelyn, snuck a couple of favorite animals into the hospital for Heather's enjoyment. One was a talking parrot, which truly entertained the nurses and other children. We visited other patients, bringing them surprises to make them feel better. At a young age, Heather was learning compassion for others worse off than she was. Her own discomfort seemed to dissipate while she talked to them and encouraged them to get well. Heather realized how fortunate she was to have a mom who loved her and who was with her. Because of this intense, loving adventure, Heather and I developed a powerful bond that will never be broken. She knows I'm there for her and will never abandon her no matter what. Whenever we drive past the hospital, she still says, there's my hospital. And we still talk about our adventures during those two eventful weeks. To expand who you are, look for the adventure in all things. Life is an involuntary bungee jump. You can shut your eyes tight, cringe and shriek in terror, hoping it'll all be over soon. Or you can open yourself to the experience, savoring every sensation and crying out with joy and exultation. Celebrate your aliveness, your health, your humanness. There is no time to feel sorry for yourself when you recognize that someone somewhere would gladly trade places with you. Make every day an adventure in this body, in this time, and in this place. And the exercise is called Be Alive. Jot down three situations in your life that could be interpreted as adventures. What did you do well? If you had them to do over again, would you do anything differently? Adventure is worthwhile in itself. And that is a quote by the American aviator Amelia Earhart. The Gift of Affection. My maternal grandmother was a passionate animal lover. She had a herd of horses, several dogs, some wild animals, and aviaries filled with exotic birds. She and my grandfather rode in fine western regalia and parades around California and often hitched their horses up to buggies and appeared in movies. Grandma was a true blue cowgirl. She was so renowned for her work with horses that she was hired to train famous horses for the film industry. And perhaps I inherited my love of the animal kingdom from my grandmother. She passed this passion on to my son and my daughter, and she taught me how to communicate with these furred and feathered friends. When my sisters and I were young, Grandma and Grandpa gave Dad three horses, a chestnut quarter horse, that my sister Patty claimed, a dappled gray Appaloosa named Shadow that my other sister wanted, and a small white Arabian colt for me. I immediately named her Bambi after my favorite movie character, and I vividly remember the three of us girls going up to the horse patcher when we were ready to ride like cowgirls and shouting out their names. They'd hear us and come running, and Bambi was always in the lead, galloping down the hill. She and I shared a unique communication. Everyone told me I needed to break her properly, but I never wanted to tame her spirit. I loved her just the way she was, so she was trained my way, with affection, respect, and patience. I usually rode her bare back with only a lead rope around her neck, and sometimes I just held on to her mane. She never did learn to take a bit in her mouth or wear a bridle, and that was fine with me. She always knew instinctively where I wanted to go unless, of course, I was racing one of my sisters on her horses. Then Bambi would try to take the quickest route back to the barn. I learned to hold on for dear life. Bambi loved me too. She would follow me everywhere, nuzzling my neck and begging me to wrap my arms around her. She was my girl and I was hers. If only horses could live as long as people. Many years later, her death devastated me, but it was also the beginning of my long, affectionate relationship with all creatures. Over the years, people have laughed at me because of my great fondness for animals. I've been called the chicken lady because I've raised chickens to earn money for college, a female Dr. Little for the menagerie I've gathered, and other names, some not so kind, but I'm on detour. Affection is kinship with another, an emotional bond, a true fondness from the heart. I believe that humans are programmed to give affection, but we often don't know how to receive it. We are afraid to open ourselves up, or we're, we have a cynical view or expression of tenderness, and we look at it with suspicion, suspecting ulterior motives. For some, an undemanding animal gives us permission to to both give and receive unconditional love. My animals have taught me some of my most important lessons in human relationships. Compassion, love, empathy, perseverance. Animals feel emotional bonds just as we humans do and they're not afraid to exhibit their affections for one another and their human friends. I have always marveled That I can come home from a completely terrible day looking like I've been in a thunderstorm, smelling like I've been on a garbage truck, and be greeted by my dogs as if I were a queen arriving for a great occasion. Can you imagine how wonderful our relationships would be if we allowed ourselves to do this with people? To experience the simple pleasure of demonstrating our affection when loved ones arrive home by jumping up and down, barking and dancing in circles, (laughs) celebrating their joys or participating in a good cry instead of offering solutions to their problems. As George Eliot said, animals are such agreeable friends. They ask no questions and they pass no criticisms. So take a lesson from all God's creatures. Show your affection for this world we live in. The more you care, the more affection you will encounter. So pass it on. And the exercise is called Bark, Wiggle, and Wag. The next time someone you love walks in the door, don't ask about what kind of day they had. Just start wiggling, wagging, and jumping for joy. Bark, whinny, honk, or quack, conveying how delighted you are to see them. Let your enthusiastic affection bubble over and watch their reactions. Yeah, sure. At first, they're going to think you've lost your mind. Then you'll wonder what the heck you're up to. Finally, they'll laugh at you, with you, and for you. And the best part is when they get into the routine and they return your affection. Allow yourself to receive their love. And if you have difficulty with this exercise, borrow a pet for a few days. And allow the animal to teach you this fun and fond exercise in affection. Express your affection today and accept affection unconditionally in return. Open yourself to affection without boundaries. And the final uh, chapter that I'll read for today, The Gift of Affirmation. My 16-year-old brother was killed when the tractor he was driving turned over and crushed him more than 1,500 people from across the valley in the state of California came to his funeral in an outpouring of love and respect. One elderly couple approached our family in tears and introduced themselves. They had met him a few years earlier when he stopped at the garage sale looking for antiques. This childless couple was in poor health and ready to give up on life. Remarkably sensitive for a 14-year-old, my brother had sensed their isolation and despair. And from then on, he made a point of visiting them every week, walking over a mile to their home after his school activities were finished to share the events of his teenage years. They told us how he had renewed their interest in life by including them in his circle of friends. He had proven to them that they still had value in the world and they enriched his life with wonderful stories of their past. He had never mentioned this good deed to us, but affirming others was his way of making a small contribution to the good of mankind. His affirmation enriched and extended the lives of these two people and untold others. Do you know how to make people feel better about themselves the minute you walk into a room? By affirming them, it's incredibly simple. You can probably count on one hand the people you know who can do this. The secret is to notice what is positive about others and tell them about it. Become a cheerleader and cheer them on. Many people are so busy protecting themselves and their interests that they can't focus on anything but the negative and threatening qualities in others. Look outside yourself. When you point out the positive people, you inspire them to do their best. Tell others what they are doing right Zero in on the good they have done that day. And even when this is difficult or maybe impossible, make the effort. No matter how minor, bring that one good thing to their attention. People will respond in amazing ways. And they too will start focusing on the positive. And you will see a new light in their eyes. The people who are important in your daily life deserve daily affirmations. They not, may not be in positions of power The people who matter most to me are those who give value to the simple things in my life. Affirmation is a doorway to the heart and the soul. Let these people know that you appreciate them, care about them, cherish them, and praise them. Affirmation is a fundamental need of all humans. The exercise, put on a happy face. We underestimate how our own personal agenda affects people we know and don't know. Smiling is an incredibly effective affirmation. Even when you feel down, just making yourself smile will improve everyone's mood, including your own. On a gray, rainy, and awful day, walk down the street and smile. It costs you nothing, it makes you feel better, and it can produce astonishing results in those you pass. Your unexpected smile or compliments may truly help someone on a difficult day. Put on a happy face. Help people notice the good in themselves, and when they feel special, They will be special. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. You can pick up a copy of Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Loving, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference uh, anywhere that books are sold or at Amazon. But if you want extra goodies and an autographed copy and a complimentary uh, CD of inspirational and relaxing music, please go and buy it from my website at cynthiabryan.com. Just click on the store, cynthiabryan.com. Thanks again for being here every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And again, my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. And until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. For Star Style, thanking you for being here live with me on the Voice America Network for Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Go out into the world and be uh, your own unapologetic self. Thanks for joining me and visit CynthiaBryan.com until Wednesday.
0: Be the star you are. The star you are.